the Miller family had fallen in love with the place at first sight. Jeff and Amy Miller, with their two young sons, had been wanting to escape the confines of their big city home for some time. When given the opportunity to purchase the sprawling granite ranch in western Montana, they leaped on it. They had been a bit surprised at the low asking price, considering the size of the property. The realtor had chalked this up to a sluggish market. Amy, being something of a cynic, couldn't help but notice the awkward demeanor of the realtor as she'd given the explanation, and her apparent eagerness to change the topic. Nevertheless, the family's excitement overcame any doubts they had and they proceeded to move into their new home. Every few days, Jeff and Amy would drive to the nearest town to pick up supplies. They noticed that whenever they introduced themselves to the local shopkeepers and tradesmen as the owners of Granite Ranch, they would be met by looks of concern, even fear. But the locals would quickly compose themselves, respond politely and go about their business. For the first few weeks, life on the ranch was exactly as they pictured it. Little to no people would be seen anywhere near the property. There was nothing but breathtaking mountain scenery all the way to the horizon in every direction. The strangeness began one morning in the middle of fall. The two children, Luke and Joe, were playing with baseball a short distance from the ranch house. The ball went off course and disappeared into the tree line some 50 yards away. Somewhat exasperated by their mistake, the brothers approached the woods to try to retrieve the ball. They'd been into the woods before, but only by a few feet, since they'd never had a reason to go any further. On this day, there was no sign of the ball at the edge of the woods. The boys were surprised. Had they really thrown the ball that hard? Seeing no other choice, they pressed further into the woods. The daylight behind them grew dimmer and eventually disappeared altogether. Joe, the younger child at 10 years old, looked over his shoulder nervously. Luke, older by two years, assured him that he knew his way in and out of the woods, and they continued, weaving their way between the trees and vegetation. A few moments later, they spotted something in the distance. It was a light of some kind, as though someone had left a flashlight on the ground, beaming upward through the gloom. The boys decided to approach the light, seeing as they were no closer to finding their missing ball. As they neared the strange beam of light, it promptly disappeared, only to reappear several dozen yards away. They approached the light again, but for a second time it disappeared and reappeared some distance away. The boys now got the distinct sense that this mysterious entity was luring them further into the woods, and they decided to turn around and go back to the house. But when they turned around, they realized that the path behind them was so dark it would be impossible to navigate. With panic beginning to set in, the pair decided that they should keep following the strange light since their only other option was to be left in the pitch black abyss of the woods. They broke into a jog, but the light still continued to move ahead of them. Then after several terrifying minutes of thinking that they were heading deeper and deeper into the trees, the boys noticed something bizarre. Up ahead, there was sunlight beginning to feebly filter in through the branches. Sure enough, a short while later, Luke and Joe emerged from the woods and found themselves in their own backyard again. They were baffled by their experience and both were positive that they had been walking straight into the woods, yet somehow they had been led in a circle and returned to where they'd started. Even more inexplicably, 
the baseball they'd been looking for was lying in the grass exactly where they'd last used it. The boys related their story to their parents that evening. Jeff and Amy had been taken aback at how shaken up the children appeared. Ultimately, though, they knew that their sons were of an age at which they were prone to having overactive imaginations. They therefore assured the boys that they hadn't been victims of anything sinister and must have simply lost their bearings instead. However, a few days later, Jeff would have his own experience which would leave him apprehensive about his new property. He had been in the workshop repairing one of his vehicles. The workshop was a fairly large building, separate from the house. The repair had turned out to be more complicated than he'd expected and Jeff had lost track of time. When he had finished the job, he realized that it was almost dark outside. He turned off the lights and prepared to step out of the building through one of the roller doors. Just then he heard a sudden burst of movement. It sounded as though some kind of animal was rapidly moving around on the gravel outside. Perhaps a coyote or something equally small and fast. Jeff peered into the darkness as the noise became louder, as if the unknown thing was approaching him. Then it fell silent. Jeff prepared to leave, making a mental note to install a floodlight in the area. But at that moment, a massive metallic crash was heard from the far side of the workshop. The sound was so loud that the concrete floor trembled beneath his boots. Jeff ran in the direction of the noise and could scarcely believe what he saw. When they'd moved into the ranch, the workshop had contained a large iron anvil. Given its age and size, it likely weighed around 500 pounds. Yet it was now lying on its side, several dozen feet from where it had been standing. Mesmerized by the absurdity of the scene, Jeff walked slowly toward the anvil and touched it. It felt every bit as heavy as he expected. A quick panicked glance around the workshop told him that he was alone. It required no expertise for Jeff to realize that this could not have been the work of a coyote. In fact, he was struggling to think of any animal that could have done this. He was aware of just how powerful a fully grown brown bear could be, but he doubted that even one of those could fling a 500 pound anvil across a room. He tried to piece together some kind of explanation, but his ideas only became more ridiculous each time he tried. What he did know, with absolute certainty, was that he wanted no encounter with whatever had done this. A few nights later, the family was awoken by the strong wind blowing outside. This was surprising, since the weather had been perfectly still all day. But the wind increased in intensity. Soon the two children made their way to their parents in the master bedroom, having become afraid of the howling wind. The adult Millers tried to assure them that there was nothing to worry about. Over the next few minutes though, the wind became so ferocious that the entire house began to creak and groan under the strain. Jeff and Amy speculated that it was at least as strong as a hurricane. The timbers of the house began to pop and crunch alarmingly, and the roof shuddered as though it was about to be torn off. The roar of the wind had now become a deafening whistle, and the Millers had to yell to hear each other. Worried that the house might collapse on them, they decided to gather a few of their belongings and make a dash for the storm cellar outside. But no sooner had they stepped outside the front door did the wind fall completely silent. Jeff stared in astonishment and pointed across the yard. Amy followed his line of sight and her jaw dropped as well. Earlier in the day, Jeff had raked up the fallen leaves near the house. 
He had left them in a pile, figuring that he would dispose of it the following day. Now, after wind which had sounded like a full-blown tornado, the pile of leaves was completely untouched. They were bundled exactly as Jeff had left them, not a single leaf out of place. From that night on, the entire Muller family agreed that there was something strange about Granite Ranch. The disturbing, inexplicable phenomena became more frequent and more terrifying. Several dozen cattle disappeared from their pasture without a trace, only to reappear several days later as though nothing had happened. The family would find footsteps in the snow, footsteps which would simply stop at a certain point. It was as though the person who had made them had been plucked off the earth somehow. Perhaps even more disturbingly, they would find footsteps which seemed to originate out of nowhere and walk toward the house. In fits of fear, the Millers would comb through the house, making sure that there wasn't an intruder lurking in their home. One evening, Jeff and Amy became concerned when their sons did not return after going into the hills on their mountain bikes. They gathered flashlights and supplies and prepared to search for them. But just as they were about to leave, they heard someone knocking on a door. After some confusion, they realized it wasn't the front door being knocked upon. Rather, it was coming from the basement. They hesitantly walked down the stairs leading to the basement. Following the sound, they arrived at a door at the far end of the basement. The couple were baffled. They had been down in the basement before, but they had never seen this door before. Had they both somehow missed it? Whatever the case, someone was clearly knocking on this mysterious door. Jeff turned the handle and the door swung open smoothly and silently. Both adults jumped back in shock. On the other side of the door were their sons. Their immediate assumption was that the boys had been playing a practical joke by hiding in this unnoticed room in the basement. Their anger quickly subsided when they saw the children's faces turn to complete confusion as they wheeled their mountain bikes through the door. According to them, they had returned from a day of biking in the hills, slightly late as they'd lost track of time. They had tried to enter the front door of the house but found it locked. At that point, they started knocking on the door to get the attention of one of the adults. Sure enough, their father had answered the door and now they could not understand how they were somehow in the basement of the house. Jeff noticed that the small room was not completely empty. Lying on the floor in one corner was a large photo album, the sturdy, old-fashioned leather-bound type. He retrieved it and the family examined it. The photograph started out innocuously, depicting a family living at Granite Ranch. Based on the vehicles, clothing and appliances, the pictures appear to have been taken at some point in the 1970s. The Mullers noticed an uncanny resemblance between themselves and the family in the pictures. They too were a family of four with two young sons. They were remarkably similar to the Mullers in terms of height and build. As they flipped through the album, the photographs became more unsettling. The happy, carefree expressions on the family's faces became strained and wary in some pictures almost fearful. The setting of the pictures became haphazard, taken in seemingly random locations with no thought given to how the end result would look. It appeared that these pictures were being taken hastily, with no time to prepare. The subjects of the photographs began to look distraught, while also being over-illuminated by artificial light sources, perhaps a flashlight. Jeff and Amy realized the most likely explanation for these bizarre pictures. The family were frantically trying to document some kind of occurrence or entity. 
As they reached the end of the album, the pictures contained only the man of the family. He appeared disheveled and panicked, apparently holding out the camera at arm's length to capture himself in the frame. The second to last picture was taken with the camera lying on its side on the ground, with only a concrete floor visible in an otherwise dark room. The very last picture was of the ranch house, its roof overhangs casting deep, dark shadows over the windows. This picture was taken with the camera properly positioned and there were no people in sight. Jeff snapped the album shut. The Mullers looked at each other, understanding the terrible implication of the pictures they had seen. The following morning, the local realtor drove onto the ranch to meet the Millers as they had requested. Stepping out of her car, she couldn't help but notice the sense of calm and serenity on the property. She was surprised to find the front door opened and after knocking a few times, she ventured into the house. The interior of the house had been emptied out, with no sign of anyone having lived there for some time. Beginning to get anxious, she slowly walked into the dining room and was greeted by a leather-bound photo album placed neatly in the middle of the table. She flipped through the album with the resigned, weathered look of someone who'd seen its contents before. But her heart sank as she reached the last page. The very last picture was in vivid color and much newer than the others. The subjects of that picture were a beaming family of four, just as she'd remembered them. <laughs>